Greetings, friends, and a very warm welcome to you. My name is Steve Nation. It's a great pleasure to welcome you to this New Moon Zoom meeting on behalf of the Lucis Trust and World Goodwill in New York. Can we begin with a moment of quiet, focused silence, which will follow by a sounding of the mantra of unification and a single om? After this, I'll offer a few thoughts on the theme for tonight's meeting, and then we'll work together with a meditation, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers, imaginatively linking with all around the world who are using this meditation during the new moon period. And then I'll introduce the two questions for today, which will form the basis of um, our sharing and, and, and time for comment and discussion. So friends, let's begin with a moment of silence, followed by the mantra of unification, which you see on your screen. I'll close my video so that we can be focused together in the um, higher levels of mind, those levels that we sometimes think, sometimes think of as the loving mind. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. So this is a really um, sort of poignant and challenging time for us to be standing with humanity uh, at this new moon and particularly to be standing with the new group of world servers. It sometimes seems as if the period of mounting crises in so many different fields is just going to go on and on. It's unrelenting. And now this crisis of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is slowly unfolding. So every one of us on this call will no doubt be quietly coming to our own understanding of what is the significance of what's occurring and what possibilities might lie ahead for some resolution and some way forward in this crisis. 
The group of spiritual workers in the world is clearly deeply moved by the suffering and by the challenge to law and the potential revival of the dark days of the Cold War. Yet beyond the high collective emotional turmoil at this moment, we can at least aim to stand together with stern resolve, detached from the emotions, and open to insights on possible ways in which this present situation might ultimately contribute to a resurgent multilateral spirit, not just in international affairs, but in all community relations, in all the nations of the world. For partisan divides are reaching a breaking point, internationally and nationally, and one can only hope that this crisis will soon be resolved, but it's also possible that there are more challenges to come before there can be a realignment around principles of universal law, freedom, sharing, and right relationship. And so may we stand and watch with love and firm resolve. Let the future stand revealed. Let the new union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Before moving on to our theme this evening, I wanted to refer to a comment at the end of the regular monthly letter which has just been sent out to all our Cane School students. Because I think this captures well the approach to global points of crisis that is, that is at the heart of the Arcane School, certainly, and also of all the activities of Lucis Trust. It reads, In recognition of the profound crisis following the Russian invasion of Ukraine, may we affirm that while individual students are each finding their own way of responding to this event, the group can best serve by standing strong in its orientation to the plan and to humanity so that we may truly contribute to the creation of an unimpeded channel for the Christ force to flow into the mundane world. The role of an esoteric group, the letter continues, is not to focus its power specifically on an area of planetary crisis, as this may even feed the conflict, but it is rather to work with established pathways of planetary energy in a more general manner, to strengthen the effectiveness of light and goodwill wherever it is found. The efficacy of our work and the power of our service on subjective levels does not arise through direct and reflex emotive response to distressing planetary events, but stems from spiritual detachment and a steadfast alignment with energy flows generated by the hierarchy under the inspiration of the divine purpose and directed towards the carrying out of the plan. So our theme for this evening's meeting is Goodwill, the Problems of Humanity and the Spirit of Restoration in Our Time. Towards the end of the Second World War, the Tibetan commented on the work of Forces of Restoration, which were released during the Aries Four Moon as part of the Easter Festival in 1945, that really important year marking the process of the ending of the Second World War. It's a worthwhile exercise for students of the Bailey writings to search 
um, to search these writings using either the CD-ROM or the Books Online search facility to search for the word restoration and ponder the various references to overshadowing spiritual potencies which would respond to the deep invocative cry emerging from the heart of humanity in 1945 and would precipitate themselves into the realm of human thinking and planning. The important March 1945 message titled Cycles of Conferences, published in the book The Externalization of the Hierarchy, and the subsequent Easter message on Easter Day 1945 in the same book, are especially enlightening about these forces of restoration. And these messages offer a framework for our thinking today. They suggest an orientation for the group mind and a way of thinking about the numerous crises of our time and about the exhaustion of the spirit that this is causing. Following the almost unbelievable stress that the entire population of the world had gone through during the years of the Second World War, and in the period when the architecture for a new post-war world was beginning to emerge, D.K. advised that forces of restoration would flow through the human spirit. And he pointed out that these were not concerned with imposing a return to old values or to the world of pre-war years, as we might think from the word restore. But they were essentially forces to revive and restore the human spirit following a period of exhaustion and fatigue. If anything, they would render futile efforts of the old order to reassert themselves and to try to protect the world of the past. Today we can think of forces of restoration as we prepare for Easter and for the Aries Full Moon Festival which comes late this year on April the 16th. And we can look ahead to Easter with some expectation, imagining that these forces of restoration and the accompanying forces of resurrection, imagining them flowing and bringing new life and vigor to the planning for an honorable settlement in the troubled regions where power blocks today share borders. We can imagine these forces bringing new life in the planning for multilateral diplomacy at the UN, using the shock of the current conflict to shake free some of the restricting limits of Security Council structures as they've evolved stimulating fresh efforts to share resources, limit the gap between wealth and poverty in the world, and perhaps, most of all at this time, bring a new spirit of the sacred into the thoughtful religious movements that touch the lives of hundreds of millions of people around the world. It's worth noting that DK suggested that one of the greatest gifts that Russia is destined to bring to the new era is this as a deep religious spirit. And in this we can expand our view of Russia to include Ukraine, which has historically been the birthplace for much of what we think of as the Russian religious spirit, and to include the entire Eastern Orthodox world. 
The Lucis Trust will shortly be distributing a booklet to prepare for the three spiritual festivals. The booklet has the theme of the new sacrament and it includes an inspiring quotation from the global spiritual leader of Orthodox Christians, Eastern Orthodox Christians, Patriarch Bartholomew. Bartholomew is head of the church in Constantinople, based in Istanbul. And in this quotation that's in the Lucis Trust booklet, he offers a profound and thoroughly Aquarian vision of the role that religion can play in the world. And the reference in the Lucis Trust letter comes from a, an address he delivered in Moscow some years ago when he spoke about the sacred transformation that comes from following the footsteps of the Christ. So do look out for this booklet. It should be available in the next month, and it's well worth reading. I really recommend it. Expect to see it in your email inbox or in your mailbox if you receive material from Lucis Trust by post. It was my intention when originally planning for this meeting to focus on some of the ways in which forces of restoration and restorative energies are influencing human affairs right now. But that was before this current crisis. And so I felt it had to be, there had to be some energy given to this crisis. But before I conclude, I want to conclude just by noting some of the areas where this idea of restoration is particularly influential and is clearly having a major impact in human affairs. It's an interesting phrase, restoring, restoration, and it's surprising to see the impact it's having. The most notable example is in the field of restorative justice, where the problem of crime in communities around the world is used as an opportunity for deep transformation of the causes of crime and for building something approaching right relations. Most will be aware of the process whereby victims, offenders, and representatives of the community meet in a carefully facilitated environment with the aim of developing a consensus about action an offender can take to repair any harm that's been caused by his or her crime. The restorative justice movement is now very well developed in many countries. And I wouldn't be surprised if a number on this call today are actively involved in this field in their local community. And it really is a fine expression of the way in which forces of restoration are at work today, developing a practice that not only restores hope and a vision of future possibilities to individuals and communities, but more than this, acts as a spur for the mobilization of goodwill energies. I've always known about, or known for some time, about the um, restorative justice movement. But what surprised me when I looked at the impact of restoration ideas was that the restorative approach has now also taken hold in a number of other fields. And references in the notice to this meeting, website references, will provide leads for anyone wishing to explore these areas. They include restorative practices in fields as diverse as education, counselling, criminal justice, social work, and organisational management. And looking into these fields, one can see something of the 
fresh, intelligent hope for future possibilities that we can expect to be restored and an energy flowing through humanity that wakes us up out of our fatigue and the almost depression of endless crisis and exhaustion and prepares us to work, to choose to work for new structures and new energies to flow through human relations. When we invoke energies of light and love and power, and when we ask that they restore the plan on earth, we're calling for a transformation of the sense of purpose in ourselves and in all people of goodwill. Let us learn to see this restoration of the plan as it is unfolding in our world of time and space. And let us take heart from what we see and be restored by what we see unfolding in the world of the human. So, friends, we will now work with the meditation for the new moon, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servants. I'll close my videos so that we can be focused again in this realm of the loving mind where we stand together as one purposeful group. Strengthening the hands of the new group of world servants. Group fusion. We say together, I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We establish our alignment within the different levels and grades of consciousness. Recognizing our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. And we mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy the planetary heart center. Extending that line right to the feet of the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy.
and toward Shambhala, where the will of God is known. the higher interlude. Hold the mind focused on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding as a group to hierarchical impression, and actively meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala, through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally through the hearts and minds of the entire human family. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through the members of the group of world servers and building the thought form of solution to world problems.
just shavushan. As we sound the great invocation together, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Thank you, friends. Now's the time for some work together. Um, there are a couple of questions that would be interesting to get feedback and to see what um, what the group, what this group mind is thinking. Um, first, the question: Why was it that in Eastern 1945? The forces of restoration were so necessary. What was it about forces of restoration? And why might they be needed today? It's, it's a way of looking at this final line of the great invocation. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. As we approach Easter, 
these forces of restoration will begin to flow again. Why are they significant? What is it about restore? Now you can contribute either through the chat or if you raise your hand, um, then we will unmute you and you can you can speak to the group. So David um, has affirmed this comment, which I'm sure we all stand with you, David. Give loving strength to our brothers and sisters in Russia. I'm sure they're in great need of it during this time of crisis. Indeed, perhaps we can expand that, particularly to to brothers and sisters throughout this region where the former Soviet territories are standing demarcated between the two lines um, and the peoples of the former Soviet Union together in relation to the entire world are going through this moment of crisis. John, we have a hand raised. It's, um, yes, Steve, are you able to beautiful. hear me? I hear you beautifully. Great. Um, Steve, I was thinking that the forces of restoration were so needed post-1945 because that was a time of great purification and clarification occurring in the body of humanity. These forces were desperately needed to uplift the human spirit, to give the human spirit strength to move forward from that experience of intense purification and to begin to build anew the new civilization that was to be created following that war. And we can see that these forces of restoration are so desperately needed at this time as the body of humanity again experiences an intense time of transformative transition. And I think it's good to remind ourselves that we play a part in the forces of restoration as we strive to keep our consciousnesses uplifted to the soul or that which is higher beyond. Then as new group workers, we play our part 
in the network of light that envelops the planet and that facilitates the entry of these forces of restoration into human consciousness. So thank you so much for your words today. No, thank you. Thank you, John. That's a really interesting and I really, it's interesting you raising the, the this notion of purification that um, particularly at the end of the Second World War that period when, you know, nearly so many families and the whole of the human race, I mean, we think of the nations involved, but my home was New Zealand and so many New Zealanders lost, families lost the lives of loved ones. But right through um, almost every part of the world, families were involved in that battle, sacrificed lives, lost lives. So the sense of exhaustion and deep pain, it's hard to imagine collectively taking, covering the whole human family. Um, and it's interesting to think of that in terms of purification. And um, maybe now we, 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 we actually need something to blast out all of the sort of the materialism and the criticism to allow for the, the, the sort of resurrection to, to then take forces of resurrection to then flow. John, do you have any response to, um, there's, a, there's a comment from Felix who's, who asks for examples of, uh, what are examples of the purification process of 1945? Yes, something comes to mind, Steve, uh, right away. And, um, while it's certainly not um, pleasant to, to think about, but there was, as I recall, DK points out that the very, the significant loss of human life, the tremendous um, destabilization of structures that had been um, present in the intensely materialistic world that was present preceding that war. Um, and even the cleansing of the earth in some way through the destruction process those could be seen as possible examples of the purification that was occurring at that time, um, much of which came to focus in, um, at, in, at the dense physical level. Yeah, I, that, I, that, I, that's, I agree with that. I think that's um, that's true in the purification of through the loss of life and and the force of death. There's an interesting comment um, from Ellie um, about how it's not just humans that are hurt in war; animals, the plant and mineral kingdom, also be harmed. And it strikes me, reading that, Ellie, the thought occurs that one of the remarkable transformations and um, points of incredible growth that's happened since 1945 
is the degree to which the human spirit now feels a sense of relationship with the animals, the plants, and the minerals. It really did not exist in the 1945 world. So in our world today, when we think of crises like war, instead of seeing only the human impact, we do, I, I, I do think there's a strong sense of the impact on animals, plants, and minerals. Certainly, um, that's recognized in the United Nations calendar of observances. There are days for observing the ecological destruction that occurs at times of war. Just think about what's happening in Ukraine right now. But more than that, there is a sense of this, of a sensitivity to the plants and animals that is new. And it is itself almost a, um, an expression of the, of a, of a, of a renaissance, a, a birthing of something new. It's what ge should give us such hope that we, it's not that we feel less for people in suffering, it's that we are awakening to a feeling for and a sense of tenden tenderness to all of life and all of its manifestations. There are some comments um, here, Eduardo. Let the future stand revealed. Let us remain strong as a group with focused minds and open hearts, observing the current events with detachment. Let each one of us, in each nation, contribute to pull down the barriers of separativeness, thus restoring the certainty that the human heart is sound. If nothing can prevent that which the hierarchy of guiding minds foresee, and that which astrological influences decree, let us hope that the human mechanism, today under pressure, does not fail to react correctly to the inflowing energies. I honestly wonder about the role of we aspirants to discipleship and the roar of the present Kurukshetra, and how do the watchers on the inner side of life see all the present crises? Yes, thank you for that, Eduardo. That's that's beautifully expressed, and this is, I think, this is the question that should be, that I believe is touching all of us. How do the watchers see how we stand, and how do we stand with a measure of sufficient detachment, where we simply observe our response in a way that doesn't belittle the, perhaps you could say, the, the, those elements of apathy, those elements of unresponsiveness to the depth of crisis, that doesn't really focus on that, but only sees where purpose is beginning to emerge as a fiery force in the human. No, and it's doing that through some of these um, restorative movements, I think. Some incredibly inspiring things. Thank you, Eduardo, very, very much. Kathy, your hand is raised. We would love to hear from you. 
I think you're able to unmute yourself. I hope so. Can you hear me? Yeah, beautifully. Thank you so much, Steve. It's very wonderful to reflect as a group on this theme of restoration. And you quoted the idea that the Tibetan brings forward of the restoration primarily um, in the mind. And these energies pour in through the sign of Aries when that is that that sign is ruled by the mental planet Mercury. And so it really does give a clear inspiration to the new group of world servers to work um, with that energy as a way of purifying not only the group's mind, but also the mind of humanity. That's seemed to be our task is to channel this really potent energy that comes in at that time, because Aries is like the sign that channels the first ray most powerfully along with the seventh ray. So there's a great opportunity to bring through that current of restoration and resurrection, as you said, into the minds and hearts of humanity. So, you know, it's sort of like this meeting, although it's taking place at the Pisces new moon, in a way it's really preparing us for the upcoming uh, first of the three spiritual festivals. So thank you. Thank you, Kathy. That I, yes, it's, it's, it's interesting about the mind and um, it's also interesting to think of this current event that's happening. It is orienting us, I think, to Easter because it represents, it, it, it's occurring in such a field where religion is so important and also yeah. where the destiny of religion, like religion's task to make sacred, will come from this area. Yeah. Um, much of it will come from this area, so it does orient us to um, to Easter, I think. Yeah. Okay. The clarification of the mind. Yeah. Because it's only through, as we look with the clear eye of the mind, at an event of such... It, 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 it's a horrendous sort of event that's rather shocking and yet somehow to me these things are necessary if the purification is to happen that will allow us to move forward um, which yeah, doesn't it, seem, which seems an awful thing to say but but it's only through the mind that we can stand and observe with strength, with courage and with only in the mind can we then look to see where goodness is and to see what's happening to goodness in the human spirit. Yeah, it's, it's also helpful to remember the Tibetan's um, contrast. He says that war and peace are not the real opposites, but it's peace and change. War is an aspect of change, and so as you highlighted, we we need to change. Um, you know, we have to change our minds, but we also have to change the way in which we do negotiations on the physical plane, so that all sides can be heard. Mm. 
So I think maybe, as you said, this will bring about a change in the atmosphere. Who knows, we can but, we can but hope. We have to learn to hope. We have, we have to learn to work with fiery hope. Thank you, Kathy. That's very helpful. Thank you. I saw there was a nice long. Sarah. Um, the world had been shattered by the. The world has had been shattered by the world and the restoration brings back to balance. That's interesting, Sarah. Thank you. The same is needed today because it's humanity that shattered our sense of where we thought we were. I love the concept of restoration, Sarah writes, because it notes that was something, there was something here which was lost and can therefore be restored. Today, Zelensky is inspiring people all over the world, which is true. We are being inspired. And it also, in much of the commentary, there's a, in the mind, there is a reflection on sovereignty. A reflection on freedom, on the limits to sovereignty and the limits to freedom that are part of being in a community. And for me, these are just very interesting ideas. Gary writes, presently I believe the forces of restoration will be contacted and assimilated if humanity moves from materialism and crystallization in grief to a higher point of tension, striving toward greater light, love and power. Thus these higher levels of restoration will help heal, guide and rebuild. Yes, True, Gary, that's true. I'm also touched by the thought that John raised this thought of purification and that the very nature of grief and the depth of grief can be a terrifically valuable, powerful force because it can be the one thing that through grief we touch something higher in ourselves that we may not have, that nothing else may have sort of shaken us up enough to be free to be open. And so these forces of restoration, which we're told are present, are flowing in, um, can also ensure that the grief is used positively. Don't waste a good grief. Eric, balance, restore, foundation, pick up the pieces. Nina, 
the ancient law of evil sharing is giving way to the law of ancient dominating good through the spiritual will of humans. That's from Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 93. The ancient law of evil sharing is giving way to the law of ancient dominating good through the spiritual will of humans. And of course it's our challenge to be allied with and a part of that spiritual will of the human. The energy of conflict can be directed towards the dominating good through the will to good. Yes. Wayne, I once read that pain is the great sensitizer. That's a wonderful comment, I think, Wayne, and I think it's incredibly relevant to this time. Perhaps as well, it's the great sanitizer. <laughs> yes. This brings in purification. And preparation of the psyche for Easter is preparing for Easter. preparing for those resonant voices of orthodoxy, preparing for that orthodox, that particularly unique view that orthodoxy has of hierarchy and of the saints. And because this region is in the spotlight of the heart and for those who really work with the mind of the mind, Perhaps this Easter there will be a new openness to this Eastern Orthodox view of hierarchy. Ellie writes that, that, that Seth, the Jane Roberts books, the Seth books, says that the purpose of suffering is to teach you how not to suffer. Interesting. Perhaps one might also say it's to teach you how to not identify with suffering. In other words, observe the suffering as a part of the nature of the human, but observe it with understanding so that it has no hold and is not a place of identity. Santana, it's such a joy reading these comments. I sense for all of us seeing the depth of these thinking. At the beginning of the Raising the Initiations, the Master Tibetan says, all outer happenings in the world, such as the crises of the world war, are because of upheavals going on in the inner planes, stimulating the seeds of wickedness in the perpetrator of the crisis. In 1945, the world was in chaos. In 2022, a similar energy of tyranny and imposition of unethical mandates by the few on the masses. The forces of restoration will bring equilibrium, peace, freedom, and liberation from the tyranny. So the spiritual and material needs of every man, woman, and child will be met, and goodness, beauty, and right human relations and peace prevail on earth. 
Thank you for those ideas of standing with stern resolve above the chaos of the world, sensitive and open to the impressions from the hierarchy. Thank you, Santana. And it's good too to affirm that these impressions that come from the hierarchy, as a group working in freedom, the interesting thing is different individuals will receive different impressions. And so the discrimination is to see that which is of real, to see that through different lenses we see this crisis and the real growth of the human spirit in slightly different ways. All of which is fine because it's not the things themselves that matter, it's this new spirit of relationship, wholeness, of freedom, what freedom means, what responsibility means, what it means to be thinking of the good of the whole of the community. All of these things which are alive in the new group of world servers and certainly in this esoteric group, um, we find our way of relating to. Ellie, native and indigenous, first peoples recognized the destruction going back to colonialism. In restoration is the return of divinity manifest, the birthright, if you will, of each kingdom. Plants, animals, and minerals are also sacred, just as we are in the human kingdom, if only we will remember who we are. Absolutely, and the one thing I would add to that is the thought that Evolution is an evolutionary process, and as Daniel Wow magnificently, I thought, expressed in his um, piece in the seminar in November, um, now the human mind is taking the original knowledge of indigenous and bringing it into a, through a new act of will, into a new level of sense of the one life and a new level of sense of responsibility, a level which involves every profession, every structure of relationship. Eric, many have battles of the mind and will result to indoor life after virus and violence. Michelle, Pineda, it appears that history is repeating itself at some levels, which would indicate a continuation of the same crisis that still needs to be resolved. Thank you for that, Michelle, exactly. However, there is clear indication that the forces of light are much more powerful. Now, that's something we really need to give attention to. How do we see, each of us, where do we see the forces of light being more powerful than they were back at that time when D.K. was writing in 1945. Violet perhaps responds to this. The signs of brotherhood between nations and people are evident through the unity to stand for freedom, cooperation, sharing, and, and responsive action on behalf of those suffering as at work. This level of human action for what people see as the good, the beautiful, and the true is certainly much, much more widespread, strong, and organized than it has been. 
we have a hand raised Doug perhaps it's been there for some time and I didn't notice it I apologize um, please unmute uh, yes Steve um, I believe the restoration uh, in the uh, succession of World War II recall Winston Churchill said these are the times that try men's souls well uh, this is a recombination of factors, although I would say the conflict has existed upon the mental plane via the internet uh, through disinformation. But as tragic as the Ukraine invasion is, we are seeing a um, galvanizing event. The UN overwhelmingly voted uh, to, uh, I forget the term, condemn. Yes, it was very interesting, yes. And I, I believe, um, like Kathy said, uh, this is a, Aries is the solution to a mental war such as cyberspace is to elevate mentally and hold our thoughts and um, be emotionally, astrally um, very calm, uh, such as in Psalms, to be led beside the still waters, to restore the soul and keep the soul force active. And just on the exoteric plane, DK also criticized pacifism and neutrality in World War II. And Switzerland has for the first time declared they are not neutral in this invasion. So I believe um, there's hints for us and world conditions that are very hopeful of that restoration. That's a what? Thank you, Doug. That's really, that's very interesting. The also, I was very intrigued to see that um, China abstained from that vote, which would seem to be a, the wisest act that China could take as the biggest ally of um, Russia. I mean, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but China had a choice, and they chose to speak about certain principles um, and to abstain from the vote, which was, I thought, I was very pleased to see that. Yes, the term I was groping for was censor, censure, and uh, it was overwhelmingly yes, um, a yeah. condemnation of the nation, this planet, standing for the rights of autonomy and self-determination. Correct, because it's also in the UN, it's it's significant because it compares with the failure, the end of the League of Nations. Um, and so in a way, that vote, and because there are actually only five votes in support of, who voted against it in support of Russia, which is also very significant, I think, um, because it really means that on the plane of mind, which is where these, really what this vote sort of represents, um, the humanity with minimal exceptions 
has rejected this um, sort of denial of law. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you. And, and also that reminder about the spirituality um, and the soul, the movement of the soul through the mind. Look, there's wonderful comments here. We, It's already 7.08. Computers are remarkable. They tell you these things in such detail. Um, so I think we need to bring this to, a, to an end. But thank you very, very much. I think there's been really, the comments are really interesting. I'm very sorry that we're not able to get to them all. I hope you are all able to see them. I hope that um, you can save them. I think if, if you go to the comments box, you can save them yourself um, so that you can look at them through time because it's important not to lose these thoughts. Um, and if not, you can, uh, if, you, if you want to see them and you haven't been able to save them, you can write to us and we will certainly save them and we'll be able to email a, a, a file to you, I think. So, friends, thank you very much for this work. Um, may we stand together um, with a new observing these forces of restoration at work. Just have a moment of silence together.